When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Chelsea Podcast. Yeah, indeed, it's me again, Andy Saunders. I think this is about the 52nd week running now. Um, unfortunately, Phil is still stuck in actor prison, um, but we do hear that he is out and being let out in a couple of weeks' time, so he'll be back on the show. Uh, and Kerry Levy's still living in tax exile down on the Costa del Crime, but uh, we understand that his lawyers have uh, been working on his tax affairs. And apparently, Kerry, you're going to be let back into the country towards the end of the month. Is that right? Uh, that's right. I'm coming back. Excellent. Oh, can't wait. All this warmth and sunshine. It's way too miserable. Brilliant. And then uh, also on the show tonight, we have, hurry up, it's only a pound, Dave Johnson. Hurry up. How are you, mate? All right. Yeah, good, thanks. Excellent. You were in Russia, weren't you? Uh, I was, yeah. Visiting family? I was, yeah. Excellent. How was it? All good. How was baby George? He's fantastic. Excellent. Have you got his uh, pair of football boots yet? He's um, action shot of him in the um, latest edition of Chelsea Football Fancy. Nice plug. Rolling the ball under his foot. The, like new, Gooden. the new issue of the CFC. The new issue. Excellent. Hurry Out up. last Saturday, it's only a pound. <laughs> Hurry up. Uh, okay, well, we've got a few things to talk about tonight. Uh, not least of which, the fact that we tuned it on in the second half against Newcastle. Did you see what I did there? Uh, yeah, I did, but I knew yeah, very, saw what Newcastle did, actually. They were all over us for the first half. They were. Though, they were. We had, um, we had one of those very rare um, week-offs after our um, FA Cup heroics against Watford. We actually had a, an unusual week where we didn't have a midweek game, so rested players coming back into the team. Uh, Newcastle, 3 o'clock kick-off on a Saturday, which is always lovely, and a nice 2-0 win. It was a very nice 2-0 one, and uh, Costa, second half, was uh, world-class. He was fantastic, and he scored Chelsea's second, and then he went on an amazing run through the penalty area, and just he just couldn't quite finish. Bloody Colaccini, because that could have been one of the goals of the season, uh, couldn't it? Have, well, I don't know. I doubt if um, a Chelsea player would win the goal of the season, but uh, it would have been one of Chelsea's goals of the season. He was fantastic, Costa. Yeah. Costa's uh, 15th goal. All of them in the Premiership, in only 18 Premiership appearances. Premier League, Andy, please. Is that what it's called it's now? It's called the Premier League. <laughs> but um, I'll tell you what, please me... Actually, the EPL, if you really... No, want no, no, no. It's no. The, um, actually, it's the uh, BPL, the Barclays Premier League. Dave is the Premier League police, right? So don't mess yeah. with him. But what 15 pl- goals, all in the league. Yeah, fantastic. But what particularly pleased me about Saturday was the appearance of Loic Remy. 
yeah. which I just I think you know he played well against Watford, came on, um, you know turned it helped turn things round, and um, we need to see more of him. I think I don't know. Well, we are seeing a little bit more of him now, aren't we? He's coming on with a little bit more regularity. I mean, he's not getting full games, but well, how many games has he had now? Then just a t- couple in the past couple of weeks. Well, he's 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 had th- I think eleven appearances in all. It don't uh, seem like it. Yeah, six starts, four goals. Yeah, well, that's not bad, is not it? Not bad, no. And, of course, we have the two cup games coming up against Liverpool and Millwall slash Bradford City. So, oh, come on, Bradford. We might, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, we uh, we might see a little bit more of him in the coming weeks, I think, personally. Um, but he, he seems to have come back into favour now. As I said last week, I don't know if you heard the podcast last week, but I said that for a Mourinho player, because Mourinho likes to play uh, strikers on their own up front initially, I don't think he has the kind of presence of a Costa and a Drogba. He's a different type of player. Not a worse player, just a different type of player. And he likes bringing him on and playing him almost as a front three. He likes playing him with someone else. Doesn't like playing him on his own. Do you, any credence in that, do you think? Uh, possibly. You, you're uh, more of um, a tactical know-it-all. Genius. Tactical know-it-all rather than me. But um, <laughs> I'm of the opinion, I've stated it before on this show, that I think um, we need to play at least two up front all the time. Yeah, you're a four-four-two man, aren't you? Of yeah, the old well, school, five, jumpers for goalposts. Five-three-two. Which you were just never going to see very often under Mourinho. No, although there, no, was, a, there was a bit of it against Watford, actually. He did go four-four-two. No, but he'll change it up. He'll change it up. He's got no problem at changing it, you know, in some of the smaller games or when he's really trying to go for it. But often he, he will, as soon as he gets the goal he wants, he will revert back to the usual sort of shape. But um, I think I think it's interesting. The, the cost of things are very interesting because when you look at it, you know he's he's had this injury problem since the start of the season. He disappeared to get fit. He came back. He hasn't looked quite right. But what he's already done, which makes him already potentially one of the folk legends at Chelsea, is even when it's not working right. He's dishing it out to someone. He's involved. He's somewhere near the action. He's always at the heart of the matter. And you saw in Newcastle, the first half, his touch was awful. Everything was getting away from him. But it doesn't bother him. Like the great strikers, they don't care if they've just messed something up. They want the ball again and try and get on with it. And you saw that with Costa this weekend. But he's really working at getting back into shape. And I don't think he's there yet. And I think when he is... My gosh, the people are going to have to watch out. I agree with everything you said there, Kerry, but there was a slight moment against Newcastle when I thought Costa was going to start having a go at the referee and I I thought, you know, have a go at the players, bash them up, but don't do it to the referee, whatever you do. One thing you can say about Costa, if you're being kind, he's always fully engaged in the game. Oh, he is. He's fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, no, he's and and he's a man that has presence to burn. Um, Just talk about the team for a second, because Courtois uh, was out. uh, Courtois was out with a slight finger injury, apparently. Cahill was uh, rested, we're told. In came Petacek. In came Kurt Zuma. What a game Kurt Zuma had again. Second in succession. Full Premiership debut at home. Premier League debut. Fantastic. I'm going to keep Saying Premiership because I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Sue me. Go on, Kerry. Sorry. That's all right. No, I was just going to say I spoke to Phil um, actually over the weekend, and uh, he's as usual. He's got his own little various viewpoints on on Chelsea, and uh, one of them was the first thing he said to me: it made a change to have a decent goalkeeper in in the goal this time for Chelsea. So why hasn't Peter Cech been playing all season? 
which I thought was a very interesting take. It's not an no, interesting take at all. He, is, kn- he, he knows why Peter Cech hasn't been playing all season, because Mourinho has made a decision to go with Courtois as his number one keeper. That's why. I know, but it's quite interesting because I haven't heard anyone moan about Courtois other than Phil. Yeah, but yeah, Phil but has a very... Moan, he moan at anything. That Phil guy. has a very, a very interesting and quirky take on football and life in general. We're not even going to talk about Oscar uh, at the moment. I want to focus on, on Kurt Zuma just for a second. I thought he was man of the match against Watford and I thought he had a shout for it against Newcastle on, on Saturday as well. The boy didn't do anything wrong and, and hasn't done anything wrong and, and it didn't, he didn't look out of place at all next to John Terry. We had a discussion during the match, those who were sitting around me and myself, about um, Gary Cale and uh, according to some, he's, um, his confidence is shot. But um, I'm a Gary Cahill fan. He's only, you know, let's face it, he's been there, what, three years now? This is his third season. Champion League winning Gary Cahill. Yeah, Champion League winning Gary Cahill. And uh, in my opinion, he can only get better. I think, he, you know, he's always England's best player. And... Um, I think should he play in when John Terry doesn't play, I think that's when he'll come to the fore. I don't disagree with you, Dave. I'm a big Gary Cahill fan. I've said it quite pointedly on this programme that I'm getting slightly irritated with people making judgments against Gary Cahill. You know, every player is allowed a dip, whether it's in form or confidence. I think he may be suffering a little bit of both, but he's a class act. He's a he's a class, class act. And, you know, I would be not surprised uh, that if after a, a slight sojourn away from the team, he comes back on full throl. Kerry, what do you think about Gary Cahill? Uh, well, you know what I've You've been hypercritical of Gary Cahill this season. No, I haven't. I've not been hypercritical. As I said last week, I think he's been bailing out others, and I think it's caught up with him. I think he's had to cover other players in the centre of defence. And I think, you know, you start ending up making the odd mistake yourself, and I think it's got to him, because I think he's got, um, you know, high expectations, Cahill, and he likes to play at a certain level. And I think he's noticed that he's not playing so well. And I think that's affected his form. You know you know what it's like. When you're playing well, you don't think about it. You hey, just listen, get on with it. Doing while it. we're talking about centre-backs, they announced the FIFA Pro World Eleven today. Yeah, Luis. Oh, well, <laughs> I, uh, let me just finish my point. Jumping in there. <laughs> just completely ruined my flow there. I was oh, going to say that obviously the team is made up only of Real Madrid, Barcelona and uh, Bayern Munich players with two PSG players, Thiago Silva, fair enough, decent player, but David Luiz in the uh, FIFA World Pro 11, I'm, I personally am one, I'm glad that David Luiz is not one of our centre-backs at the moment. Dave, I know, I know you don't like any negativity about Chelsea players, but come on, you, you would prefer a Gary Cahill or a Kurt Zuma to the slightly... Um, uh, quirky David I've got Lewis. To say, I um, I was um, a David Lewis fan. Actually, I liked a him. David Lewis super fan. Uh, sometimes, not when he gave um, used to give those free kicks away right on the edge of the box when there's no need to. But I, you know, he's um, I think he's um, a defender with a lot of bottle. I'll never forget when we played Manchester City that time, and he 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 nutmegged. I can't remember who it was. Toure? Was it outside the um, City box and just like charged forward with it? And I, yeah. I love that. I love that about him. But he was a bit headless, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. And, he, he, you know, never in a million years would he be a Mourinho player, too no. disciplined. But, yeah. you know, I mean... But not in the FIFA World Eleven, surely? Oh, I don't know. You know, I'd like to have a word with um, a few people at FIFA, let alone their World Eleven picker. 
No, no Atletico Madrid players, even though they won La Liga and finished uh, runners-up in the Champions League. No Courtois, no Costa. Ludicrous. Anyway, well, I know if the lawyers are listening. I mean, it's all at the, you know they're all on the um, high do do drill there, aren't they? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Can um, I just say one? Well, I'd like to say one. Do, do you want to ruin point. my next point as well? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> if you give me a clue what it is, I'll smash it to pieces. Go <laughs> uh, on. No, I just want to make one last point about Gary Cahill. Gary Cahill, since he came to us, uh, had to prove himself to Chelsea fans because we all went always oh, from Bolton or whatever. They're only a poor side. They're not that good. He has been probably the most improved and most consistent player over the last few years that we've had. And I think maybe he just needs a little bit of time, you know, because he's been an absolute hero for for us over this this period that he's been with us. No, absolutely. absolutely. He's had a bit of a dip in form. Yeah. And maybe one game out of the, the team will be enough. Maybe it'll be three or four. I don't know. Absolutely. But I guarantee that next year it will be Zuma and Gary Cahill that will be taking over as the regular centre-halves for Chelsea. Well, talking of, uh, well, hopefully Mourinho's putting his arm around his shoulder and, and, and working his magic with Gary and getting his confidence back up. Talking about uh, uh, heroes, talking about captain leader legend, John Terry became Chelsea's third equal highest appearance maker with his 648th game on Saturday. That's drawing level with uh, Frank Lampard. Only Ron Harris and Peter Manetti have played more for Chelsea. Round of applause for John Terry, I think. Yeah, 100%. He's fantastic. He is captain leader legend and uh, hopefully, uh, well, according to Mourinho, John Terry will get another contract next year. And let's hope um, Chelsea don't do to John Terry what they've done to Frank Lampard. Nice I segue. Go. Nice segue, because I think we, we need to uh, address the elephant in the room. I know we talked about uh, Frank Lampard last week, and I know off, I went off on a bit of a rant last week. And I haven't really calmed down about it. But what's interesting, Dave, is that you've been talking to Frank Lampard, albeit by text. I have. And, uh, and you've got some, some, some words straight from the man's mouth to share with us. Which I'll let you read out. Do you want a, me to read yeah, out? Yeah, you're a better reader than Okay, I this is a text that, uh, that's on Dave's phone from Frank Lampard. And it says... It, can I just say, it's after I... I've had several texts um, about it, about this subject with him, yeah. and I've, you know, wised him up about um, the fickleness of um, some Chelsea supporters. And um, and you've been very supportive in your, in your publication. Always, yeah, we'll always be supportive of Frank Lampard. To me, he's the greatest player I'll... I've ever seen at Chelsea Football Club. I've had a few heroes over the years, and that you know that in time they have changed. But Frank Lampard is—he's the guy who lifted the European Cup. He's the guy who lifted the Europa League, albeit because John Terry couldn't play for various reasons. But you know, where would Chelsea Football Club be without the 211 goals he scored for Chelsea? The goal he scored against Bolton to win us the league for the first time in 55 years. People forget. Two of them, didn't people he? forget about that. Yeah, but listen, I don't want to go off on another rant because that'll take the whole program. Uh, if you want to argue about with uh, with me on Twitter, is at Mr A Saunders. I've, I don't mind having a reasonable discussion with people. I don't want to be trolled. Um, I will shout back. But um, if you want to make a reasonable point to me, I will reply to you. Um, but listen, this is the text that Dave received from Frank. Lampard. Hello Dave. All well mate, thanks. Back in London today uh, for George Price funeral who worked at Chelsea when I first got here. Seen there is a lot of nonsense being said. He didn't use the word nonsense by the way. From my end, it's simple and I said that in the Times on Saturday. 
let go, signed for New York. Man City came in to take me on a short contract, which they've extended. I get some punters may not like the idea of being in Manchester at all, but all this bollocks about it is uh, being underhand is ridiculous. You know me well, Dave, and how I am. I'd never have mugged Chelsea in an underhand way. I'd definitely love to do the fanzine piece with you. It's just about timing, and whether pre or after the game on the 31st. Can I get back to you than that? Uh, love you, Dave. Um, so that's pretty unequivocal from him. He, I think he's hurt and stung by some of the criticism, and quite rightly so. It does seem to me a PR disaster by Manchester City and the owners of Manchester City, who, who could have acted with a little bit more transparency and a little bit more professionalism. But I don't attach a huge amount of blame to Frank on this. I attach no blame at all to Frank Lampard. And, you know, I've said it a million times to people on Twitter. I've said it to people on the street, in the game. And, you know, uh, because of... Well, uh, you know, basically cutting across, you know, cutting through it all. My association with Frank Lampard, I've been getting it in the neck. People are having a go at me about it. And I, me. You know, and, you know, it's Chelsea's fault for letting him go. They should have kept him. You know, they, they, he scored seven, six or seven times for us, for, sorry, for Manchester City, which, and as a result, they drew level with us at the top of the league, all down to Frank Lampard. Now, whose fault's that? Chelsea should have given him another contract. And let's be honest, he's doing his job really well. Of course he is. He's a professional footballer who, you know, people, people who play professional football, obviously... They want to kick a football. They want to kick a football and they're, you know, they're different to supporters. They don't have to... They do not have to play for one team and one team alone. If they get let go by the club they love and Frank Lampard loves Chelsea Football Club he's not going to go away and stop playing he wants to play football okay he's on massive massive money you know probably uh, you know the amount that Andy's on every week but we can't all earn that and um, you know he's got a couple of kids he wants to look after he's got plans for his life ahead and you, you know but I along with all right-minded people cannot blame him I would say this, and I don't want to patronise Chelsea fans, and, and I do say this in, in all honesty, you are perfectly entitled to think what you want. I will not tolerate the booing of Frank Lampard, that's the only thing I would say, but you're, intolerant. you're, you're absolutely entitled not to cheer him, if you feel so, but please don't boo him, that's really unnecessary. I think a lot of people are confusing being hurt and cross with being betrayed. I think it's all right to be hurt and cross. I think it's all right to sit there. It's a bit like when your ex-girlfriend goes off with, with somebody else for the first time. You can feel hurt and cross, but you can't feel betrayed because you split up. Yeah. And I think that, that people are confusing their emotions a little bit here. And, and it's perfectly fine to be upset. But don't think he's betrayed you, because I really don't think he has. I think people are making a lot of um, the fact that Frank Lampard said he didn't want to play for another Premier League side another English side in fact it's not really his fault you know he signed for New York City they're his bosses if they loan him out and I've said it before on this programme how many Chelsea players are playing for other clubs because Chelsea Football Club have loaned them out Todd Kane he's one of my favourites mm. whether he makes it for Chelsea or not is another mm. question he'd love to be playing for Chelsea Patrick but Bamford Patrick Bamford there's loads of, you know I mean but we could still actually just, you just hit the nail on the head there you just said He'd signed for New York, whatever they are. Well, he actually didn't. I think that's that's the issue that people have taken umbrage with, is that they thought he had signed for this club. I think it's semantics, Kerry. I think it's semantics. I think it's, you know, signed for, made a commitment for... Frank Lampard's going to play for New York. He, there's no two ways yeah, about it. No, he's not going to be at Man City for the next yeah, yeah, yeah. three years. 
Yeah, the point is, this is what people are getting worked up about. I know. I don't understand it because they are footballers who go out to play football, as you say, to kick a football. We let him go. Frank Lampard did not leave Chelsea. We let him go. Let's draw a line under it there because we can can do a whole program on how we feel about this. I think all three of us are in unison. There are a divergent range of opinions of this. Certainly from even some people that are regulars on this show have strong opinions on this. We could do a whole show on it. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. I would say this. Please do not boo one of our greatest players when it comes to Stamford Bridge. That would upset me beyond belief. Yeah, I 100% agree with Andy. And, um, you know, I'll be... um People, at, especially in the lower Matthew, have heard me, you know, get out my pram, give them a good old shout when they sing that stupid um, song about uh, Denver Barr and Stephen Gerrard. And I will be, get proper upset if they start booing Frank Lampard. And, uh, me too. There'd be a few people shouted at. Me too. OK, let's continue talking about Newcastle because I want to talk a little bit about a much maligned player by some uh, while we're talking about maligned players, which is Oscar. Um, and I have people around me who coat Oscar off every game don't understand what he does but in the 43rd minute popped off uh, popped up and scored a, a very uh, a very good goal didn't have a lot to aim at uh, really well taken goal a quick corner very quick thinking uh, a great assist for Costa's goal and I thought although he had a quiet first half as, as we all did we didn't play well in the first half generally second half he and the rest of the team looked sublime I thought people- yeah, I agree and I think you know th- this you're, you're sort of referring to something we were talking about earlier when people are coating off our players and going, you're rubbish, you're useless. Yeah, let's face it, the kind of players that we've got these days are not like the days of the 80s. And I'm not going to name names about bad Chelsea players because they're still Chelsea players and I love them all. But none of them are useless. They're all incredible footballers and they play at such a high level that... Actually, when they don't play so well, you really notice it because you're so used to seeing such wonderful and magical skills from them. But I'm with you. I mean, I, I, gone are the days where we should be slagging off footballers and saying you're useless and get them out of here. You know, we've got to be supporting these guys. You know, do people really want to go to football to hurl abuse at their football side or do we want to go and watch football? You know, it's a different age. It's a different time. And maybe... Sometimes we need to look at it a little differently. Makes me laugh, Kerry, when um, you know you're standing next to some bloke at football and he goes, oh, "You're useless," blah blah blah. You know, and the amount of people I've heard say that within it within earshot, and I've turned around to them and said, "Well, oh, I'll tell you what, mate, bring your boots along and have a go yourself. Shut them up." Yeah. You know, there's, sometimes it seems like there's forty thousand people at Stanford Bridge who are better than the eleven. On the pitch. You know what, Dave? Though there is a problem because they won't ever let me on the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll move on from that. I just want to say about Oscar: seven assists this season. That's the same as his last two seasons combined already, uh, and five goals. Which I think, you know, in the return of the amount he's played, I think that's not bad at all. And I, I think if you're looking at that that uh, three behind Costa, Oscar's always got to be in it for me. Oscar and Hazard have always got to be in it, and then you you, you can rotate Willian and Schurler and whoever. But Oscar and Hazard have got to be sitting behind Costa all the time. I'm. I, I'm not sure how tired footballers get. There was a bit in Twitter, I think, today or somewhere or other, where somebody or other said that um, Chelsea is suffering from fatigue. But if it is true that footballers are playing 
too much football. Let's not forget that Oscar played in every game in the World Cup for Brazil. And, you know, he's had a long summer. And, it, you know, the disappointment of what happened to them out there, along with uh, Ramirez and uh, William, you know, it's going to take some time for him to get And he's had a that. new baby and, you know, yeah. and oh, there's a lot Being of stuff going all on. all night and all uh, the rest yeah, of it. He's not going to have an old baby, is he? Oh, dear, there you go. Um, listen, Eden Hazard <laughs> as well. One little stat that I picked up on I thought was very interesting. He's now completed 99 take-ons in the Premier League this season. That's more than any other player managed throughout the whole of last season. His ability to run at players, particularly on Saturday, was it's supernatural sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. He's got a lot better under Mourinho. I thought he, yeah, it was. Um, I thought he was struggling sometimes a little bit last season, but and I wasn't sure how Mourinho was going to um, react to it. But you know, they've, um, you know, they must have had a little chat and um, sorted things out because he, he is literally all over the place. Um, Eden Hazard and um, he's given him know. a much freer role, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. That, I mean, and you have to. You've got to. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I was picking that team, same when Joe Cole was uh, at Chelsea, you know, if I was picking the team, I'd go, Peter Check, you're in goal, John Terry, you're at the back, blah, blah, blah. Joe Cole, or in this case, Eden Hazard, get on the pitch, do what you want, mate. Mm. I think I think the, the fact that he's becoming a proper number 10, a real, a real playmaker, just a free spirit, I think has really helped his game because it's given him a lot more confidence to run at people because he wasn't running at people no, so much last go, year. No, he was doing a bit, he was going to, it, for me, and you know, I've just, you know, slagged off, you know, after Chelsea supporters for um, coating off their own players and, say, you know, thinking they're better than them. But for me, what was ruining Eden Hazard in my eyes, last season was he had a propensity to go sideways instead of forward. But yeah. this season, he's you know he's going the right, in the right direction with it. One of the things I think that about Chelsea support football supporters in general, they love a flair player. They love flair players because clearly, if you're paying your fifty five quid, sixty quid to go and watch a Premiership game, you want to watch a little bit of flair, and people will tolerate really good flair. Sometimes I think people don't understand the workhorses in the team, and sometimes they don't understand the soldiers in the team and what they do for the team. And, and that's always been my issue: is that the the Mikels, the Matiches, sometimes don't get the credit for the work that they do, and people don't really understand what they do for the team, and they want to see flicks and tricks. And and the attack, attack, attack all the time. And it gets up my nose a little bit, but, you know, maybe maybe I'm in the minority. I don't know. Yeah, but sometimes, Andy, the silent minority is uh, is correct, unfortunately. You know, you get the... Um, I'm not silent. No, I know that. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. The um, Yeah, you know, the, the minority. There's too many people that, you know, there's too many people at, um, at our club, probably the same with all clubs, who are, you know, just, you know... Some Burke starts singing, for instance, the Stephen Gerrard song. It's a little uh, bugger. You've mentioned it twice yeah, already. No, We've only been going yeah, about 20 oh, no. minutes. Yeah, because apparently against Watford, they were singing it again. And, uh, you know, every time I turn up at Stanford Bridge, people start singing it to me for a laugh now. <laughs> but, you know, You're your own worst enemy, there's, there's too many people, you know, prepared to go with what the bloke next door to him thinks. And instead of um, having an opinion of their own or, you know, standing up for, you know, their own ideas they're, they're too easily influenced by um, other people I'm afraid yeah no I think that's right I just want to have one, one little uh, mention of Petr Cech as well we didn't mention him uh, before he's, he's gone almost 500 minutes now without conceding a, a, a Premier League ship goal 488 minutes say. of action uh, and, the, and the last goal he conceded was scored by John Terry 
<laughs> so you know I mean you know and he did make a couple of outstanding saves Kerry you're absolutely right particularly in the first half I mean and how lucky are we to have two goalkeepers Fantastic. at that standard but I think um, at, uh, at the moment going on form and especially after that um, game on Saturday out of the two I think Pete Cech is the better shot stopper I agree Hundred. I think I saw somewhere that um um, Thibaut Courtois has got a hundred percent record when it comes to collecting crosses. Yep. he's fantastic. You can't, you know. I mean, you, there's no one to beat him, and he's better than Czech in that respect. Mm. But when it comes to actually like diving about and you know stretching your arms out and pushing the ball around the post or blocking it, I think Peter Czech's just slightly ahead of him at the moment. Yeah, I, I think what we need is somebody that's solid and good at crosses at the moment though that that's what we need because I don't think that many people are going to get through our back four on that level so it's the crosses that are going to kill us no but I think on Saturday on Saturday I think he proved himself to be a immense and it's a good job he did really and his kicking was good because his kicking's yeah, always well, let him down and it was good yeah fantastic. very good very I think good. you know I mean he wants to eat, you know he's a fighter Peter Cech he doesn't want to um be sitting on the bench so I mean he's been working on his game and you know he proved it on Saturday any any thoughts on Petr Cech, Kerry? Yeah, I think, you know, in any other team in the world, Petr Cech would be going, how on earth have I ended up dropped from this side? You know, he's he is one of the great keepers in the world. And, you know, he came... What I love is when you see a player like that, often we've seen in the past when we've had number two goalkeepers who come in for games when the number one's injured or whatever... And they look rusty. They look as though they're not quite sure what to do for a little while or whatever. Czech just came in. And I thought it was one of the most immaculate performances. And he was the one who kept us in that game against Newcastle. Let's not forget, mm. you know, as great as we were in that second half, the first half, we were, we were pony. pretty poor. Yeah, we were and pony. It was, it was thanks to him keeping it together behind the sticks. And one of those shots, the one right down low, where he got down very quick inside the post, mm. I mean, that, that is a wonder save. And they're the saves you expect from people who've been playing week in, week out, not somebody who's been sat on the bench for an amount of weeks. Well, but no, I, I think he was fantastic. And if he ends up having a run now in the side, good luck to him. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, hats off to, to Petr Cech. So we're top of the table. Go on, sorry, sorry just at this yeah. point, can we all um, wholeheartedly thank um, Mark Swartzer for his... Um, Service. Yeah, Mark Schwartz has gone to Leicester. Yeah, yeah. and he's signed, he signed a couple of years now, so he'll be there until he's forty-four. Yeah, no, fair play to him. Uh, he's a nice guy, and uh, I, you know, it's just a shame for him that um, he had two excellent keepers ahead of him at um, Chelsea. But um, fair play to um, Jamal Blackman. Yeah, well, he's coming now he's as our, our third choice goalkeeper, yeah. and uh, he's done great things with the with the youth, hasn't he? And he's been out on loan at a few places as well. Well, if so. you listen to that um, Liverpool Middlesbrough game yeah. earlier in the um, League Cup. I mean, he saved, what was it, 11 penalties? <laughs> That's true. Or, you know, I don't know. He, he did. Uh, probably skied a couple. But, so um, Middlesbrough have become an interesting, I wouldn't say feeder club, that's the wrong word, but 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 a partner when it comes to loanies because we've had uh, uh, Kenneth Omareo up there, we've got Bamford up there, we've had, uh, I think, Chalice has been some time. Callis has gone up there. Callis has yeah. gone there. So that's an interesting relationship we've got with them, isn't it? Well, I don't know why they send them to Middlesbrough, poor sods, having to um, go and live up there. But um, yeah, The countryside up. around Middlesbrough. 
was very nice. Oh, it's uh, just Middlesbrough itself. You no, know, when is the wind's blowing in the right direction. Absolutely. Uh, yes, no, good shout, uh, Dave. Yes, uh, our, our many uh, good uh, uh, good wishes go with Mark Schwartz up to the Midlands and Leicester. So top of the table, 49 points, two points clear of City now, only drew with Everton at the weekend. They've got 47 points. We've both played 21 games. Um, City play Arsenal at the Etihad next week. And then... After the um, cup game in which we play Millwall slash Bradford City, they come to us at the bridge. So a couple of tough games for them coming up. They have not looked convincing to me. Well, let's hope they don't look convincing at Stanford Bridge. I've got got no worries. I'm utterly confident. Okay, that's good. Good. That's good. Well, I mean, we've got 100% record in the the league at Stanford Bridge this season, haven't we? Yeah, 10 games, three goals conceded. And, um, you know, we've got to... um, We've got to get a result against um, Swansea on Saturday. And, um, you know, the ball's back in our court now. I mean, how, we, how Chelsea lost that eight-point lead, I don't... Well, I do, everybody knows, because we, you know, lost a, couple, we lost a couple and drew a couple. But... It's the draws that always kill you at this time. I the losses, they come occasionally. You get the odd, you know, yeah. Rickett like Tottenham, that, that'll come along. The draw against Sunderland, the draw against Southampton. Yeah. They're the ones that kill you in these, in these title seasons. And I think Man City are, are going to be draw specialists well. let's as well. hope there's a draw on Saturday for them against Arsenal. Because, yeah. I mean, that, you know, they have got a run of our games coming up. And I'll tell you what, Man United are going to be a different um, prospect when they play them this time. I think I, think, I watched the Arsenal-Stoke game. Arsenal looked good. You know, Sanchez looked on fire, you know, mm-hmm. so he's the season Suarez, isn't he, in terms of he's not horrible, but he's playing very well. <laughs> he hadn't bitten anyone he hasn't yet. Yet, anyway. yeah. Um, we but we really want Arsenal to beat City. Yes. Yeah, yeah we are, true. we're 13 points clear of Arsenal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, Dave said a draw would be good. I think I, I want Arsenal to win. Yeah, absolutely. 13 points. There's no way Arsenal are going to make 13 points up on us, um, even if they win and we lose. That's still 10 points. We're not dropping four and a half games, Dave. And they're not winning every game. Okay. We're not. No way. I mean, I'm, I think it's a two-horse race. I do think it's a two-horse race. We are 10 points clear of Southampton, who are third, 12 points clear of Man United, and 13 points clear of Arsenal. It's a two-horse race. You know, I don't think that Jose Mourinho is going to drop three games. I think the good news out of that is we can't get relegated, can we? We can't get relegated. No. Absolutely not. We now have um, we now have forty nine points, so I think we're pretty safe Fantastic. on that on that good. level. But um, yeah, no, Manchester City with it with some tough games coming up. They do have players coming back though, um, so we can't take them lightly. Well, Aguero but, came on on Saturday, didn't he? But yeah. uh, Torre's gone to the... Um, He's gone to the African Cup of yeah, Nations. Yeah. But, you know, companies coming back. You know, they've got some, some players. They've just, yeah, bought, they've just bought Wilfred Bonney for £30 million. Yeah, That's we, an interesting yeah, signing. We've, uh, Chelsea have got a thing whenever a new signing comes. You know, they always seem to um, not want in against us, don't they? But I think Bonnie's still going to be away in Africa, isn't he? I think he will be, yeah. He's, he's at the African Cup of Nations yeah. as well. So, listen, uh, you know, who knows? It's exciting stuff, you know, even if it is only a two-horse race. But, you know, the draw with Everton at the weekend, didn't think they looked convincing. Thought they were pretty lucky to get a point, frankly. Um, and they haven't looked convincing in previous games. But, you know, and, and, and as, as you say, we have a 100% record at the bridge. We've only conceded three goals. We've got a good record against them. We beat them last year. Listen, there's absolutely nothing to fear Smashed Chelsea fans. Smashed six past them a couple nothing, of years ago, didn't Exactly. We? Nothing to fear Chelsea fans at all. You confident, Kerry? Uh, I'm, I'm never confident at this time of year because there's, there, there's still a long way to go. But I think we have gone back in front now. And I would hope that from that second half onwards against Newcastle, Mourinho has got it into the players' heads. We have to play out of our skin every game because the, as soon as you don't have your foot fully on the gas in this league, other teams can do you. And that's what City have found out, you know, that 
if you don't just keep right at it, you can you can lose. And as you say, it's the draw that gets you. Draws are just awful things to get. Yeah, I yeah. think so as well. Um, listen, Man United, not a problem. Arsenal, not a problem. Southampton, sadly, for them, I don't think they got the legs. So I think it's just really us and City now, and we've just got to keep... It was interesting, Oscar said today that... Uh, and it's all been taken out of context. He said that everybody's got to play a little bit better. It was written as Costa's got to play a little bit better, but he was saying everybody in the team's got to up their game because we cannot be caught again. He's absolutely right. Everybody's Everybody can up it up. I still don't think we're getting enough shots on target. I still don't think we're being direct enough, but it's coming. And if we can play like we did in the second half on Saturday in some of these games moving forward and we can get our away form sorted out, I've got no problems at all. Well, you know... You know, we're still trying to walk it in the back of the net, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, they, they don't want to have a pop at goal till they're on the edge of the six yard box. Let's have, you know, Oscar proved against Watford, didn't he? Let's smash one in from 18 William. yards. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oscar, William. Yeah. Both Brazilian, you know what I meant. <laughs> Sorry, you going to say something there, Kerry? Yeah, I was just going to say, I still think that next season we will be the side we're meant to be. I still think we're a work in progress, and I think Mourinho is still working on this team. Yeah, listen, we'll have I Messi we next season, so we'll be title, laughing, won't we? So, you know, if, 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 if anything's to be believed, we'll have Messi, we'll have Royce, we'll have Bale, we'll have all these players next season. It'll be brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who we'll have, but... Um, <laughs> probably won't I, be them. I do, think, I do think that Mourinho, as well as the team, are learning a different way to play. Yeah. This isn't quite a normal Mourinho side. It's not the normal way he plays, and he's looking to build in that flair throughout the team and build it on a solid base. And I think it's not quite there, but it's getting there all the time. It's getting better and better. Yeah. It will be great. Well, apart from what, what you said about Mourinho not being a normal team, when he came the first time to Stamford Bridge, he was a revelation, but people have sussed that out. And, you know, let's face it, the Premier League isn't a normal league in comparison to all those other places where Mourinho's managed. Spain, there's only two, well, three teams in it. You know, um, Italy, there's, what, two or three teams in it. In the Engl- in, You know, the English Premier League, OK, this season there's only two teams going to win it, but the point is any team can beat any other team in this league, and that doesn't happen abroad. Great, let's look ahead as we come to the uh, to the end of this particular edition of the Chelsea podcast to the game on Saturday, which is Swansea away at the Liberty Stadium. They're ninth in the table at the moment. We beat them 4-2 at the bridge in September. Started off with a, a rather worrying JT own goal and then Costa smashed in a hat-trick. Uh, we beat them home and away last season, both 1-0. Um, at home, they're doing okay. They've played 11-1-6, drawn three, lost two. They beat Arsenal 2-1 at the Liberty uh, but in the last three games, they've got two draws and a defeat. So, I don't know, it's an odd one, isn't it, really? I'm always a bit worried when we go down there, especially th- with their ball boys. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I don't think they've beaten us at Liberty, though, have they? No. So, um, personally, I think we'll be all right there. Don't, you know, start getting worried, Kerry. But um, if it's predictions time, I'm going to say 2-0 to the boys in blue. 2-0 to the boys in blue. Kerry, what do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be two one to us. Okay, I'm going to back Dave up on this. I think two nil as well. I think we're solid at the back now. And I'll keep I, the same score. Yes, you keep saying that, but I have. I'm in charge, and I say you can. When you're back in charge, you can do it. Weekends, right as well. Yeah, I think we all did though, Kerry. We all said the same thing because I'm in charge, so we can say the same thing. And I think we did. <laughs> <laughs> you wait till I'm back. When you're back in charge, you can make your rules. Well, let's up. hope you're back for Manchester City, and you can out out boo the booers. Exactly. So me and Dave are going to me and Dave are going to know what are you going with again, Kerry. 
Two one. Okay, so two goals, which is good. Great stuff. And then following that, we've got Liverpool away on Tuesday the twentieth in the Carling Cup, and then another cup game, Millwall against Millwall slash Bradford in the FA Cup. So a couple of cup games coming up. We might see a bit of squad rotation then before we're back at the bridge and Man City. Yeah, but we've got to beat Liverpool at Anfield. Of course we have, we will. Okay. Yeah, we will. We I will. fancy 3 0 for that. Let's preview that game in next okay. week's uh Well if I'm not here, listener, it's three nil. Listen, Dave, thanks very much. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Really, really good. My pleasure to be here. And Kerry, thank you. Pleasure. And we will see you all next Monday after hopefully we bag three points at the Liberty Stadium on Saturday. See you later. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.